Hello and welcome to Clayden's HSC Business. Today I'm going to be covering marketing process as part of the HSC Business Studies course. I'll be going through all the key syllabus dot points, terminology and the things you need to know in step-by-step bite-sized pieces. So every time you hear a syllabus dot point you will hear this sound. So please feel free to use your notes or PowerPoint slides or textbook to help you with any terminology you don't understand. So planning is a really important activity of any organisation. It allows a business to examine its current position in the market. Some businesses have specialised marketing departments to devote financial and HR to their plan. Smaller businesses may use a marketing firm. And again, this is an example of outsourcing. Executive Summary This provides a brief description of any current issues which may be facing the business. It provides an overview of any goals and strategies that are to be featured in the marketing plan. A short summary of the main recommendations to be presented in the plan is also provided. Situational analysis. This provides the firm with an opportunity to examine its current position within the market. The business will examine areas such as the market share of the product, any future trends within the market, the strategies used by competitors, and changing consumer tastes and preferences. And as part of the situation analysis, the two things which will be analysed are the business life cycle and a SWOT analysis. Business life cycle. So changing trends, innovation, product prices, sales and profit margins all impact on the success of a product within the marketplace. A business or its product often goes through different phases over the course of its existence, which is known as the business life cycle. And the four phases are establishment, growth, maturity, post-maturity. The business life cycle applies to a particular product that the business provides and not to the business itself, because some businesses would obviously sell more than one product or brand. Not all businesses will experience all four stages in the cycle. And if a business can successfully adapt to changes within the environment, it will be able to avoid the final stage of decline. Establishment stage. A business may launch a product with a low price to establish quick entry into the market. They may spend considerable expenditure on promotion, and that's known as penetration pricing. Aldi regularly uses this strategy in promoting low-priced products. Sales growth may be slow to begin with, but once the awareness has been established in the market, then generally what will happen is the price goes back to normal. So management may decide to launch the product with a high price, accompanied by limited promotional spending. The high price may assist in recovering some of the establishment costs and develop an image of product quality among consumers. The limited promotional spending will keep the costs down. Growth stage. If a new product attracts a core group of customers who are loyal and satisfied with the product, then the business will enter the growth stage of product life cycle and loyalty will occur. The business's profitability will then grow as the sales expand. Attracted by opportunities for profit, competitors then enter the market, and the marketing strategies then also change. It's expected that promotional costs will increase during this stage in a product's life cycle. Maturity stage. The business is faced with a steady income stream with limited prospects for growth. Both the product and competing products are now readily available. Consumers would then have considerable choices to where to buy the product, 
And at this stage, the business modifies its marketing strategies to ensure success. It may differentiate itself from its competitors, which could include strategies of price differentiation, after-sales service, unique promotion, which makes it all easier for consumers to access the product. Post-maturity stage. So during post-maturity, there's four paths. Decline, renewal, steady say, and cessation. During the decline stage, the business faces a market where there's increased competition and changes in the business environment. Its product no longer meets the needs of consumers and is considered to be outdated and irrelevant to their needs. And marketing strategies would aim at revitalizing the product. To restrict the impact of increased competition and to re-establish itself with a competitive edge, the business may look to revitalize its product. This is called renewal. The business may alter the product's features or packaging and relaunch the product as it seeks to invigorate the image and perception in the market. SWOT analysis. This is used to examine the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats of a business. By working through this, a business can determine what strategies would be suitable to rectify the organization's weaknesses and how best to handle opportunities and threats. Strengths and weaknesses. So the strengths and weaknesses of any business are factors that are developed and controlled from inside the business. Some of the questions include, does the business have a good reputation? Are the staff highly skilled, well-trained, motivated? Is the business stable? Is the business recognized for the high quality of its products? Opportunities and threats. For a business to be effective and successful, it should constantly work to consider the needs of its customers. Business goals must be developed in a way that if they are achieved, they benefit the business, but they also ensure consumers are satisfied. For any business, the opportunities and threats are developed from the external business environment. And some of these questions include, how much competition is there? To what extent is the business subject to changes in its external business environment? Are competitors reacting to the products by producing less expensive substitutes? And is the competitor's performance sufficient to place pressure on the business to reduce its cost base? Market research. This allows a business to gather information that's relevant to its needs and those of its clients. It gives business data so that informed and intelligent decisions can be made regarding various issues. When conducting market research, it's vital that the business determines its information needs. So basically, the business should have some idea about the type of information it's looking for. That could be customer profiles or brand awareness. Data collection, primary data. So firstly, observational research is the process of gathering primary data by observing a relevant group of people, their actions and how they respond. An example could be researchers in a department store observing the number of people looking at a display. Secondly, surveys involve gathering primary information by asking a number of people the same questions. This could be about people's knowledge, attitudes, preference and buying behaviour. And finally, experimental research is used to examine how people react to different products and features. So an example may be two versions of one movie shown to two different test audience groups. Data analysis, secondary data. So there's two types of secondary data. There's internal sources from the business itself. So this has been collected by the business. That can include annual and financial reports, prior research, past surveys, and previous sales figures. 
External sources of secondary data are sources that exist outside the business. If the business wants to use this data, it may need to pay the organization that actually owns the data. Data analysis and interpretation. So after a business gathers the information, it must then make some meaning of it. The business will get together to analyze and interpret the data so the management can gain a better understanding of the impact on the operations of a business. Once that's occurred, management is able to determine the most appropriate course of action to take. Establishing market objectives. So the goals need to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, otherwise known as SMART goals. Increasing market share. So market share refers to the percentage of total sales a business has compared with that of its competitors in a market. The purpose of attempting to increase this is to increase their sales and profitability. Achieving this objective allows the business to become stronger and more dominant. So again, back to another case study of Sydney radio station 104.1 Today FM has been highly successful in maintaining its market share among listeners aged 18 to 39. A key component is this as highly publicised radio personalities, unique prizes and rotation of new music. Expand into new geographic markets. So some businesses may decide to expand the areas where their goods and services are distributed, which allows business to increase its sales, but the brand or product achieves a higher level of awareness among an increased number of customers. So in recent years, Australia has seen a growth in the number of international fashion boutiques, For example, Spanish fashion brand Zara has recently opened up in Sydney. Expand the product range. So the extension of a business's product range presents the business with a number of opportunities. Providing a wider range of products allows the business to target new markets in order to attract consumers who have not purchased the brands. The new products may not be that different from existing brands, but will be promoted and distributed in a way that reaches new markets. So Unilever has two similar beauty product brands, Dove and Lux. Each brand is aimed at a different target market. Identifying the target market. So a target market is a group of consumers for whom a particular product has been developed. The business hopes that these people are going to buy the product when it's made available. To identify the target market, a business must understand the nature of consumer markets. So consumer markets are the most recognized market within the business environment. They're basically where businesses sell their products directly to consumers. So Sony and Panasonic make many popular home entertainment appliances. While they make the items, stores such as Good Guys, Bing Lee, Maya and David Jones act as the market where the consumers can access those brands. Types of consumer markets are mass market, market segment and niche market. Mass market. So some of the ways a business can differentiate its product is through packaging, brand loyalty, price, or the offer of customer loyalty. It's in these areas that a business operating in the mass market would attempt to gain a competitive advantage. The mass market consists of all consumers, both genders, all ages, geographic locations, and income levels. So products targeting the mass market are not aimed at a specific group. They appeal to all consumers. So there's limited strategies a business can use to make its products different from those of its competitors. Market segments. A business may choose to target its product to a specific market segment. That is, one area of a particular market. 
A business can decide to segment its market to ensure that appropriate promotional and pricing strategies are developed. Niche markets. Each market segment consists of a number of smaller markets called niche markets. This has a specific narrow customer base. An example is Fernwood gyms that were established to cater for the growing number of women who sought female-only gym facilities. Other examples of targeting niche markets include travel agents who specialise in services to specific regions and magazines for specific hobby enthusiasts. Developing marketing strategies. Once the strategic goals of a business have been set and the organisation has established marketing objectives, the business must develop appropriate marketing strategies. The success of these strategies is crucial if the business is to achieve its objectives. The marketing mix. Developing marketing strategies involves using the marketing mix. It's referred to as a mix because the strategies often consist of a combination of four elements. Product, price, promotion and place. But in recent years, the traditional marketing mix has been extended and refined with the 7P model gaining increased popularity. Product. So product is the good or service the business intends to provide in the marketplace. The business needs to consider the product's quality, image, logo and packaging and where it will be positioned against competitors' product. So an example would be whether it's an upmarket or a discount product. Consideration of this will also include decisions about the benefits attached to buying the product. So warranties, after-sales service and maintenance are all vital. Price. Price is the cost to the consumer of buying a good or service. So when determining an appropriate price for a product, the business must consider its cost to the business, the desired profit margin and the pricing strategies used by competitors. The way consumers react to this price will also be an influence. So a low price may encourage sales, but then some consumers will then perceive the product to be of poor quality. Promotion. So promotion is the process of creating and maintaining consumer awareness of an interest in a particular product. It is hoped that the various forms of promotion used by the business will convince consumers that they need the product, which will then translate into purchases. So the most traditional forms of promotion are radio, TV and newspaper advertising. But there are innovative methods such as mobile phone text messages, the internet and publicity stunts. Place. So the place element of the marketing mix are the methods of distribution and the availability of the good. When the business is considering this, it needs to decide where the consumer will be able to buy the product. So issues such as storage, transportation, costs of distribution must also be considered. While some goods are easily available to the public, businesses may restrict the availability of others in order to create an image of prestige. Implementation. So once the marketing plan has been devised, the business must implement the strategies contained. And this is the process of organising the activities of the business to achieve goals and relies on the ability of management to effectively organise and lead the business. Management must ensure that the methods of production will ensure the finished goods are of the expected quality. They also need to ensure the sufficient funds available to cover costs. And the employees that are hired must have the skills and the training necessary to assist in the transformation process. Monitoring and controlling. So it's important that business develops methods that management can use to determine the extent to which the implemented strategies are achieving the desired outcomes. 
Businesses monitor the progress of their operations through controlling. Controlling is the process of comparing actual results with the results that business had planned to achieve. And it allows management to determine whether the organisation is achieving its objectives and the reasons why the objectives are or are not being met. The three common forms of analysis and control used by a business are sales analysis, market share analysis and marketing profitability analysis. Sales analysis. This examines the sales of a particular product among different customer groups, sales reps and times of the year. When a business has product depth, it can use sales analysis to determine which product is performing strongly and whether one product is being sold to the detriment of another. By comparing actual sales against those forecasted, a business can examine how effective its marketing strategies have been. It would also take into account external factors that would have caused these differences, so changes to interest rates, employment conditions, consumer confidence and political concerns. Market share analysis. This examines the sales performance of a business and compares it against that of its direct competitors. It allows the management to determine whether the marketing strategies implemented have increased the number of customers the business has and the extent to which these customers have come from the competitors. Market share analysis is very useful in examining the strengths and weaknesses of a business's marketing plan in comparison with the plans of its main competitors. Marketing profitability analysis. This is the process of evaluating the financial and non-financial benefits that have been achieved by a specific marketing plan against the costs of implementing this plan. This form of control is based on the concept of cost-benefit analysis. It involves asking whether the financial and non-financial benefits achieved by a marketing plan can be justified based on the cost of implementing this plan. Revising the marketing strategy. While monitoring and controlling the marketing plan is essential, the business must also adopt revised strategies when necessary to ensure its continued success. The extent to which the marketing strategies are altered will depend on whether the business has achieved its objectives as well as on relevant changes in the business environment. That brings us to the end of Clayton's HSC Business for Marketing process. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I really hope you find it useful to have things broken up into smaller pieces. It's particularly useful to learn each of the syllabus dot points that I mentioned and what the content is. So feel free to use any revision method that you find useful, but I would find it highly beneficial for you to have the slides or the textbook or the booklet or any of your notes to go alongside this. Good luck and bye.